0: Hello and welcome to Minto Dialogue, episode number 290. Today is Sunday the 19th of August 2018 and this interview is with Celia Francis, who is the CEO of Rated People, a marketplace in the UK for tradespeople such as plumbers and electricians. Rated People is a disruptive player making waves. In this interview with Celia, we look at the challenges of setting up and driving this business in what is a £50 billion market. How to create a trusted network, build up the consumer demand with 31 different trades in as many neighborhoods as possible. We also explore how Rated People does its marketing and tackles issues such as machine learning, a world of opportunities with lessons to be learned. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss branding and all things digital. I'm Minter Dial, your host, and you'll find the show notes on my eponymous site minterdial.com. Enjoy the show. See you, Francis. Thanks for coming on the show. You and I met through our mutual wonderful friend Rod Banner, and um, and I got to know a little bit about what you do at Rated People. So, in your own words, describe who you are and what you do at Rated People.
1: Thanks, Minter. So, I'm the CEO, a job I like very much. And Rated People is the United Kingdom's largest marketplace for homeowners looking for tradespeople. So, people who own a home and need an emergency plumber, or they need to have their loft remodeled, or they need a gardener, or they need their roof fixed because it's raining. They can come to us and post and describe the work they need. And within two minutes to two hours from posting that particular job, they will have up to three different people who are local to them and specialized in the work that they are looking to have done, give them a call or send an email offering to provide a quote for that particular service.
0: So by the nature of the title of your company, Rated People, Uh, There's this notion of knowing how good they are, because at some level when you have tradespeople, the issue is it's sort of a one-time affair. And oftentimes they come in, they do their thing, they leave, and if it's good or bad, you don't even know. Uh, It actually takes a while for you to figure out that the electricity actually wasn't done well or it could appear six months later. How do you describe the challenge that rated people is most solving for in our in our lives in in the uk in particular anyway
1: right so the big challenge is what you described which is that it's difficult to have enough information about the tradesperson that you're looking to have do the work about whether they know what they're doing whether they are charging the right amount whether they're reliable and we offer A good chunk of assurance in that area and and in two areas. First of all, every tradesperson after they have done some work, the homeowner gets the chance to leave a rating or review and that then is published and people can take a look. So you can take a look at the person who's provided the quote to see have they done a good job in the past and what areas has the homeowner said that they've done something quite good and what areas um, maybe not so much. So that can help you make a decision. The other very big thing that we do is vetting uh, before we onboard anyone into our marketplace. Mm. So in the United Kingdom, there's an estimate that um, it's almost hard to believe, but that there is, of, of the 50 billion pounds of home maintenance and repair work that's done in the country every year, there's an estimate that 20% of that is to consumer detriment, meaning... Um, not so good or even fraudulent and so in our platform the vetting that we do is actually um quite um powerful in that, of the of the trades who apply to be on our platform we actually only take three out of four some months two out of three depends on the how on uh, the look of the that particular batch of people applying to be on our platform but um and, and the reason we don't take that last person is because we're not able to uh, properly either see their history or um, or in some cases we can see that they are somebody who has committed fraud or bad, had bad workmanship in the past, and we then, then stop them from coming onto our platform. So what that means is that uh, instead of that really... Pretty appalling ratio that you'd see in the wild, so to speak. When sourcing a tradesperson on our platform, out of ninety thousand jobs posted in a month, we'll typically get about between five and fifteen disputes in a month. Which we then try to um, help uh, figure out what's gone on, and if it's something that is really terrible, then of course that tradesperson has to be removed from our marketplace. But it does mean that there's a that there should be a really much nicer level of um, good feeling that, that both we've checked the person before they've been allowed into the marketplace and then afterwards that you can take a look to see what other people have said about this person so you should have a better feeling of confidence and um, be able to relax a bit more about that person who's come to do the work. So
0: for what you're saying, you take on a level
1: of responsibility for the work, or at least in the mediation of a dispute. Yeah, well we are not actually doing the work ourselves. We're still a marketplace, meaning very similar to Amazon or it's it's buyers there's buyers and sellers and we're putting them together. But before we allow someone to come in to essentially sell their services, we are checking them out. And if there are services that are provided that are not up to snuff, we will also not let them trade in our marketplace anymore. Um, there's the responsibility still lies with the trades business. However, what we do do is if there is an issue, we do have a good team of people who will get involved. Um, we do also work with external mediators who will um, come to have the discussion between you and the business to say, well, what's gone wrong, and can we come up with a solution here to, to, to be able to move forward? Or in the few cases where, let's say, um, something really hasn't gone well, we'll go ahead and and move that person out uh, of our marketplace and do what we can to support the homeowner through a process to to make good what what happened. Going into this notion of the marketplace, as one creates this, I
0: mean, there are many different marketplaces. There's oftentimes a challenge on one side or the other, which can be getting people to come to your marketplace Mm. and buy your services, or the other one is signing them up the signing up problem of tradespeople could be, well, why am I going to give away a commission to these people? Why am I going to bother? Mm-hmm. Which side of the challenge has been biggest for rated people uh, up until today?
1: Well, right now, the biggest thing we have as a challenge is signing up the high-quality tradespeople. Hmm. So in the past, it was we did do the vetting, but um, the level at which we're doing it now means that, they're, that we're really looking at signing up the people who are really really good and some of those guys are very busy and so the proposition that we have for them or the offer for a membership has to include quite a lot um for it to feel tempting to um to become a member Um, because their business
0: is working i mean well their businesses
1: are working but but you know almost all the businesses even so there's certain businesses where they're busy most of the time but often there's at least some gap in the calendar so maybe 20% of your time that's that needs to be filled and we can certainly do that for people mm. um there's also another group that does very well with us uh which are trades businesses that are ambitious and those are the companies that are looking to employ and they like to have they want to they want to create substantial businesses And for them, we become their marketing department because they can come in, become members, and they'll be able to see all the people that are in the patch that they cover uh, and what they're looking for. And they can then grow their business to suit the demand in their area and even go ahead and employ new tradespeople to work for them to to start to get – to start to do some of this work that's being asked for in their neighborhoods or in their areas. Mm -hmm. And that – has turned some of our customers into, um, multi multi millionaires because they can easily scale their business to, to suit what's what people are looking for locally. So, um, so for those businesses that are really proactive and, um, and where they want to be super successful, but also for the businesses that are just looking to fill, fill gaps in their schedule. We, we are, um, we are a good, really good solution. Um, the other things we offer by the way for trades businesses is we offer them a presence on the internet so we essentially are a way for them to establish their reputation uh on our site but then also um, on google and so on and then um we offer a for free so there's other software companies that have you pay 100 pounds a month but we offer this for free with a membership it's a way to manage your work and manage your customer contact and do invoicing and so on and that software which is very easy to use and helps you be very organized about your contacts with homeowners and your your pricing and so on that software we give people for free and it helps people be quite um, uh, professional and well organized um, in running their businesses so they get that as a sort of le- a software tool. And then lastly, they get things like free phone insurance and discount on um, building materials uh, discount on van uh leasing, and many other very relevant trades businesses kinds of um uh discounts so, so you've created an yeah. ecosystem
0: yeah. of 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 things that are useful for the your customers that exactly. Are, That would be, whether it's legal or insurance or... Exactly. Yeah, and and they also, presumably a business, at least a commission area within that that everybody benefits from. Yes. But you When you started Rated People, when was that?
1: Well, I'm not the founder. I'm I'm the current adopted parent. So I've got a whole uh, history of now three and a half years with the business. I came in... um, as somebody who has started businesses before and has been a CEO before, also of larger existing businesses, so I've kind of gone through many different stages. Um, I also have a tech background, so that um, uh, and and I'm very I'm very operational and product kind of person as well. So it was an opportunity that I could uh, I, I felt really excited about. It. I, I feel like this is one of the few categories that still has no global leader there's a huge market so even just in the UK 50 billion pounds
2: hmm.
1: of home maintenance and repair work and in our platform we only do two and a half billion pounds every year which is a lot sounds like a lot but relative to the potential in hmm. the market we are we have just lots of room lots and lots of room to grow and also some very interesting areas of innovation from a product uh, offering perspective to make it a good service for homeowners and a really great support service for both marketing and overall business support for, for trades businesses. And so um, I'm always attracted to businesses that have huge impact, millions of customers and where there's, I think a, a great potential for growth, but also great potential for, for social impact and mission. And I think, you know, when I saw this business, I thought, Oh, cool. I I, I know how to, I know how to, I know what we need to do with it, and and so far, so good. It's working pretty well. We're growing nicely. So then how would
0: you describe the mission or the social impact?
1: Yeah, so we are interested in a couple of things. One is um, certainly for for homeowners, we know that that the home is an area that is obviously the heart, and people want to feel... Comfortable and they want to be able to um, sort out the problems in their home really quickly but with good assurance. And we think we can uh, help people with that. But then I think for tradespeople, we are talking about a group of people in the United Kingdom and also in other countries, certainly in the U- US as well. But let's just stick to the United Kingdom who are at the heart of maintaining the country's infrastructure and are um, in many cases highly qualified engineers and professionals who are not just trying to do a good job for a particular homeowner in terms of building uh, something that looks beautiful, but in many cases they're also needing to do a great job for the overall infrastructure of the nation. So, for example, a plumber has to be very conscious of doing their plumbing correctly so that it doesn't go back and then um, do something to uh, backwards pollute into the clean water system, for example, mm-hmm. um, or um, in other areas, for example, there's a lot of responsibility that lies in this group of people's hands related to um, the green agenda. So, you know, looking at things like what size of um boiler are you installing and is it really needed to something that's quite Electri- as big electrical is, is it, consumption or electrical consumption you know all of those Water. are things that this is a group of people who are disproportionately important beyond the point to which most homeowners value them mm-hmm. and so from a mission perspective I'm very interested in how do we um, and I know and spend quite a lot of time with some of these guys because they're great you know very important people to, to us as a nation and how do we changed the perception um, that that shows, like uh, Cowboy Builder on BBC, set up years ago, that some of these guys are you know not not so great. Um, instead, really focusing on what we see, which is that the grand majority know what they're doing and are doing a very good job and are very important and should be compensated also properly for the kind of work that they're doing and given more dignity, I think, in some cases than. Then, um, people traditionally in this country give them. So
0: I, I yeah. get I get that, and I can understand how that conversation gives value to them. Uh, how how do you make that come alive? Uh, because in the end of the day, these are a lot of individuals in vans doing their thing, and yeah, and you've got individuals in homes understanding it. But yeah, is there are there roots for bringing it up and making it uh, having the visibility that you're talking about?
1: Well, there are lots of things that I'm thinking of that haven't come out yet, but I, I have. Um, I think at the very least, we're continually profiling our customers. So we're like our customers. I mean, our trades companies that are doing a nice job for people and showcasing the good mm-hmm. work that they do, writing about best practices in this area, and um, really looking at um, more ideas that we have going forward. So, mm-hmm. so it is just you know growing growing that group of people um up and getting also attracting more people into the professions and and getting them um trained at the right level of quality i think is something that's also as an admission part of what we want to take on even though there's it's probably in collaboration with other bodies who do do this really well but what we're, we're always looking for ways in which we can we can support that agenda
0: so one of the things I was wanting to get into and I wanted to talk about at the beginning was you're coming into a an industry that, on balance, I certainly wouldn't describe it as highly digital. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of nature. I worked in hairdressing and sort of people work with their hands and mm-hmm. more creative. It's in, in hairdressing capacity, but yep. more artisanal when it comes to the tradespeople. Mm-hmm. And and so but you still have associations that have been working I'm sure yep. just like every other trade. Yep. Yep. And and you're you're coming in and you're presenting something that maybe Craigslist in America or mm. uh you know, various other platforms in a sort of banal way gave yeah. the marketplace. Yeah. So you you did come in as a disruptor, I have to imagine, at some mm. level. And, and ha- describe us how you got through, or, or what are the challenges in, in bringing this type of a marketplace into that kind of a business?
1: It's really a good... It is an, a very interesting question, because there's still a huge number of people who go through directories and yellow pages to mm. find somebody, or even classifieds. Um, hmm. And it is it is, um, it's, it, it is very disruptive to be in a position where, I think like I said at the beginning, we can find you someone close to on demand, to give you a quote. You can only do that if you're doing what we're doing, which is real-time marketplace matching, right? We are shooting out your opportunity in any given postcode to, an average, 250 people who cover that area and are specialized in what you're looking for. And that's what allows us to help you find very quickly those um, one to three people who are available right now. So it's really almost thinking about it as if you have all this time-based inventory or capacity and you're like an airline system or one of the sort of airline booking systems and you're able to locate that one seat that's free right now and interested you can't do that with a Yellow Pages model. You can't do that matching, and you can't do that really efficiently. So it means that it takes a lot longer for a homeowner to find somebody. And then on top of that, of course, you don't have that much information about the person that you found, plus you're not sure there's going to be any vetting. I mean, Yellow Pages does no vetting, right? No. Classifies do no vetting. Sure. So, um, and so that, for us, but it does mean you have to build a lot of tech. I mean, we're now using, without... You know, it being a buzzword, a true it is a true story. We use machine learning to do the matching really well. So if you're looking for somebody to take a radiator out, we can now say, oh, these are the guys who do that in your area most frequently. This is the stuff that, this, that they are typically interested in. We can do that match for you at that kind of level of specificity.
0: So tell yeah. us a little bit about how you're introducing machine learning. So how many people do you have working in the company, how many people are are techies, if you will, and and then zero in on the component of machine learning because I think that's an area that interests many people, but it seems so vast, the opportunities. How do you arbitrate and then allocate money towards developments?
1: Yeah, um, so we have 130 people altogether um, and about 40 of them are focused on tech or product. And then... Of that we have a smaller group of data scientists and then because we have a lot of data that flows through so um, we are able to go ahead and uh, and see we so what you do is you actually tag everything coming in from a particular job and then you take a look at everything that a particular company is typically done and then you can see what is predictive in terms of the match and where it works out best. Because we also, of course, have the ratings and reviews at the end as mm-hmm. well. And so, putting all of that data together, we can say uh, it's not—it's ex- not really. It's more—it's just an algorithm, really. But it right. just takes a lot of data, and and it says, okay, well, this set of people are the most are the best fit based on what's gone on in the past. It's a bit like with Amazon, right? Or, you know, they, they, they make it, they tell you, in my case, oh, you really like reading science fiction, you big dork. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then the next time I come back, they give me the More latest... More science fiction. Science fiction, how surprising. Um, so it's very similar to that, except that we're able to say, not just simply, oh, you're a plumber, here's plumbing jobs, but we can then... Underneath that category of plumbing, there's this vast set of different skills and different types of things that you've done before and that you've done well. And we can then match you best to and even what the price range is that you typically like to work in. Is it a big job? Is it a small job? And we can then match you to the people who are looking for that and then vice versa when you get that person. It's a bit like if you go to the doctor, you want to find the person who's done that particular procedure the most times because you' because they're the best at it because they've done it the most times because you and, and we are in some senses similarly able to do that in in our particular category
0: I can imagine that the opportunity with all that data uh, becomes v- is so vast for example uh, it, you know you could if you wanted identify well in this street, uh, there's this the, the profile of the people that get the best ratings is this type, mm-hmm. and so that's and the rate and the matching happens quickest mm-hmm. if you are at such and such a price or you
1: respond within an hour a lot of that. There's a lot of that. there's there's, not, there's definitely also sort of patterns right. There's certain gardeners, for example, who only do three-hour jobs in a certain size garden and so Mm. there's certain streets that that work the best for them because the gardens are three-hour gardening kind of sized Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for them they then have a kind of a mcdonald's like approach to it that they can be very efficient at that kind of type of job Mm -hmm. and so we will match you together and the more the larger we get the better we get at both the predictiveness of our vetting engine but also the predictiveness of the matching in the marketplace um, and, and and as such it's something which is um, it's exciting it's powerful. I'm sure it is. it works wh- really well because it makes our trades companies efficient in terms of their use of their time which is their commodity really is their, their expertise but also their time and then um, as service providers and then for the homeowners it's nice and efficient because they know that the person who's coming to do it knows what they're doing and can do it quickly and cost effectively
0: how do you involve them in or to what extent do you involve them within the company and you know do you you have like a you know a couple of electricians who are super ambassadors and come Mm. in and help you uh, you know hardwire quote unquote Mm -hmm. uh, this type of stuff or Mm. are you doing it uh, how do you get that? It just strikes me that you need to have mm. a good understanding mm. of what it is, a three-hour garden. I mean, mm. for example. Yeah,
1: well, we meet with our customers, obviously. We have to meet with, and we we love to meet with um, our customers. And, you know, I take them for dinner, and they come here for croissants. <laughs> <laughs> um, or we, I just listen to what they're up to. But it's a vast category, right? Yeah. Think about it. We have 31 sure. different verticals. Sure everything from pest control, which is quite extensive, right? There's lots of different pesties that you have That's to right. deal with. Um, to people who do drainage or plasters or tilers, and each of them have a different set of skills. And it's a, it is, a, in some cases, a craft. In other cases, it's, a, it's more like a science or an engineering kind of a project. Um, in other cases, it's a bit more like labor.
0: And each time there are different types of legal ramifications and different codes. So yeah. I want to I get mm-hmm. into uh, one last area before we close off, yeah. which is uh, getting your word out there. Because mm. the challenge with a lot of these things at some level is getting bums on seats, mm-hmm. getting customers. Your customers are the tradespeople. Yeah. But getting now the word of rated people out to... Individuals in homes who yeah. say, "All right, instead of using the yellow pages, I'm going to use rated people."
1: Yeah, how? What no one the... should use yellow pages. There it's you like go. the worst possible choice because there's absolutely no vetting. Uh-huh. They take literally anybody's money, and the people who, some of the people, who have the most money buy the biggest ads. So that's
0: All right I mean, that's the way that yeah, goes. That's the... Sorry. So how does? <laughs> yeah. what, what What are you finding is effective? Mm-hmm. Whether it's social media. Um, bus stop uh, advertising w- w- how do you get rated people out there? What's, what do you feel has is, is been effective in getting the name out there?
1: Well as a tech, as a tech business, we and also because we are a marketplace what that is what we can do is performance marketing performance marketing meaning that we we can so it's complicated right you have 31 different verticals, you've got all of these different postcodes. And so then you think about all those little micro markets, right? So it's like the radiator removal guys in W8, right? That's a tiny micro market, but you need to have enough homeowners and enough tradespeople to create a small market in right. that area for that. Because so that, yeah.
0: it's very local. I mean, really. Yeah, exactly. Local. So
1: that, like, the majority of the time will find you someone super quick, right? And so... That means that we have to have this detailed geolocal knowledge per vertical, and that's really well suited for digital marketing. So we know and can do the analysis to say and give the excuse me the information to sales. Oh, we need to sign up some more builders in W nine W nine exactly W-8. exactly. Whatever. So we can do it that way. Um, and then the marketing side, we can do quite a lot of work, obviously, with the search engines, but also with affiliates. Um, and other kinds of search but I mean other kinds of digital marketing I think building a brand is something that we have invested quite a lot in as well over the years so we do have very good um, brand recognition in homes but but we need to be front of mind and so how do you do that uh, it's something that I think about a lot and um, there's probably the the way that you um, is just to continually be on radio or on TV or so on or in the newspaper. But um, we always think a little bit about what are the cost-effective ways of doing that because it's not as clear always that... That, that spend directly correlates to Naturally. revenue, especially within the month or sp- at that very moment. And so.
0: I don't need the electricity today. Yeah. I hear you the radio. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to. Last question, which is uh, a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Rated people doesn't sound like rated tradespeople. Mm-hmm. So it, it leads me to think Black Mirror, it leads me to think the new film Rated, mm. which is, you know, the guy walking around with stars above his yeah, head as rated I, I've people. Yeah, seen that, yeah. What's your opinion of that, good, bad? And and then, uh, then you'll tell us how we can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, well... I've seen all of that. I find it terrible. I really can't imagine people rating each other. Well, yeah, it's on a personal level, and it. But it is something, and it is something quite personal, right? Like we get mm-hmm. a lot of conversations with our tradespeople about unfair ratings mm-hmm. or homeowners who, have, sure, you know, complained about something that's really good or, or may not even be able to. Know if the job was done well, right? I mean, right? Oh, he so was civil,
0: a, but then bloody he put the what the, yeah, the, exactly. the earth. Yeah, exactly. It
1: may be very, very difficult for homeowners in some cases mm. to assess the quality of the work. So. Um, you know, I'm interested in things like expert systems, I'm, and I'm, in other words, like how do you get the right people to provide the right information? And um, and I don't know if we've cracked it yet. It isn't perfect, and sometimes we have to have a system where we allow people to come back and say, "Oh, well, actually, a month later, it didn't work anymore. So let me change my rating and provide right. further feedback." But um, in the case, I think of people selling a service, ratings and reviews do have a good. They do have a good um, service to provide to buyers, and so that's a fair enough place to to be able to do that. You have to have a good system that's fair for both sides. We are also essentially audited by the government to make sure and have given been given a clean bill of health that we are doing our ratings and reviews um, honestly and correctly. And we are, you know, when there is a negative review, it goes up immediately, unlike on some other places, and it does immediately become available to see. So we feel you know, we feel right about doing that. But we also have to be fair because there's times when right. homeowners are, you know, not being Un- fair. Unduly unduly and, hard on yeah, somebody. Yeah. So there's so it is a is a difficult one. In terms of like rating people just as humans walking around that's pretty appalling so I guess I'd pretty much shy away from that I know people have tried to set up businesses that do that and I think they've seems like they haven't done too well
0: (laughs) Right. so yeah of course and so the future for rated people is uh, we got the UK you mentioned other markets is there Mm -hmm. a future and are you looking at the financing for that how's that was just give an insight into that
1: Mm, I think because the market in the UK is so vast right now it makes a lot more sense for us to stay here but we do get um approached with opportunities to go into other markets regularly and maybe at some point we will. That'd I'm not gonna say no to of that. Course. Right now. Right I, now there's definitely enough, more than work enough to chow down on in the UK, yeah. Excellent.
0: <laughs> so Celia, how can people find out more about rated people and if you're up for it, well, how can mm. people get in touch with you or follow what you're up to?
1: Sure. So um we have a lovely website unsurprisingly called ratedpeople.com shocking shocking you can also either as a tradesperson or as a homeowner download one of our apps we have native apps for both ios and android and those are lovely and very easy to use and um if you're a tradesperson interested in signing up you would typically come to our site fill in some information and i'll have a lovely um, account manager give you a call to learn a little bit more about you and help get you through what we call our sort of temple of doom internally to vet you <laughs> Let's see if you can be qualified to work with us um, and as a homeowner it's really easy you just give us a few details about what you're looking to have done and we'll have someone be in touch with you quickly
0: well i know personally we are going to be a user very soon so celia thanks for coming on the show appreciate it very much i'll put all any other links into the show notes to use deem fit and uh, good luck with rated people
1: thank you very much
0: thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter dialogue show you'll find the show notes and other blog posts on minterdial.com. if you enjoyed the show please like the handy facebook button or better yet head over to itunes to give a rating and review but first, relax to Joss Sax's finger paint.
2: Oh, fill me with all your colors and different ways.